Welcome to Zero to Start, a podcast about Unity VR development from concept to Oculus Test Channel with your hosts, Ceciliana Trevino and Melanie Mansell. On Zero to Start, Melanie and I take you behind the scenes of our quest as beginner VR devs to create a VR portfolio that Melanie can submit to the Oculus Start program for independent developers. Start provides access to Oculus hardware, developer tools, a community network, and other resources. Getting into the program will help bring VR development and education to Berkeley Community Media, where I'm the Outreach Director. On this episode, we've got dev mode highlights, including the Displayland app by Ubiquity6, the end of Bose AR and the quasi-resurrection of high fidelity, like and subscribe to Zero to Start on your favorite podcast platform today. You can find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and our latest platform edition, We Did It, Melanie, we're on iHeartRadio. Yay, <laughs> iHeartRadio, so great. We're now in our seventh episode and just over 100 days in from Berkeley's shelter in place. The murders of Ahmad Arbery, Breonna Taylor, and George Floyd are waking people up to the urgency of Black Lives Matter and the need to defund and dismantle systemic racism, which is clearly showing itself to be the pandemic within the pandemic. It's incredible to see what's happening now. When I think back to January 20th and the Berkeley Martin Luther King Jr. Celebration Breakfast, one of Berkeley's longtime traditions that Berkeley Community Media supports, where the city comes together to honor Dr. King and local leaders. We also set intentions about living Dr. King's dream in the present. Every year at this breakfast, we talk about how we can make a personal impact, promote justice, and elevate Black communities. This year's theme was based on Dr. King's fourth and final book, Where Do We Go From Here? Chaos or Community. And that message continues to resonate. Yeah, that's right. The MLK Junior Breakfast meeting is one of the most powerful ways to start the year. The call to action was to be open about discussing racism and bringing the conversation into our living rooms and recognize Black Lives Matter as a human rights issue, not a political one. We were asked to have these conversations as caring neighbors and friends which is so potent right now because I feel like that's what we're really doing when we're doing these protests is we're standing up and saying, we have a voice, we can help to support our communities of people of color. We have a lot of work ahead of us, but meaningful change seems really possible right now. It sure does. And it's good to know that even in the VR space, AR VR Women and Allies, the group that you co-founded with Eva Leon, has been at the forefront of amplifying Black women in AR VR. Thanks, Melanie. I really appreciate you saying that. Amplifying Black women in the immersive tech space has been a focus of ARVR Women and Allies since about 2018. We really wanted to try and find ways that we could increase multicultural leadership. And fortunately, through my fellowship at Yerba Buena Center for the Arts, I learned about the Investing in Tomorrow grant from CCI, the Center for Cultural Innovation. I submitted a proposal and was able to get financial support for ARVR Women's Futurist in Residence program. The grant allowed us to purchase one of the most expensive and highly anticipated AR headsets, the Magic Leap One, three months after it launched to consumers on August 8, 2018. And at the time, this headset was only available in six coastal cities across the U.S. Not a lot of people could access because of the $3,000 sticker price. Wow. Jasmine Roberts. A.M. Dark, Clarama Dorvilius, Charity Everett, and Christina Williams 
were awarded an honorarium and extended time with the Magic Leap One headset to learn about the platform at their own pace and to contemplate the technology and the artist's role in shaping the future. And now in 2020, in response to this critical moment, we posted our support for Black Lives Matter with links to community resources, which will also be available on ARVRwomen.com. It's really inspiring to hear that you've been doing this work for so long and that you continue to do this grassroots work to keep the momentum going within the VR community. I really applaud you. It's awesome. More community recognition and support to come. Be sure to check out ARVRwomen.com for updates and join ARVR Women on Facebook. And I guess I should be the one to talk about Bose AR ending since. Oh, I love that you had those glasses and you had a project that you made and everything. War of <laughs> the world. Your war of the world project. Bose AR allowed the war of the world's team to create an immersive action adventure in sound that was available on a wearable just under $200. Bose AR had two SDK-enabled devices that used Bluetooth to pair with your mobile device, sunglasses called Frames, and their new 700 series headphones with technology that included an IMU chip that enabled gestural input control for what they called a heads-up, hands-free experience. Last summer, I led one of the five teams at Playcrafting San Francisco Game Jam and created War of the Worlds. The Martians are here for our memes. It's an interactive podcast adventure game inspired by the H.G. Wells science fiction classic, and it features Shia LaBeouf as a motivational prisoner. Do it! Make your dreams come true! Just do it! (laughs) So brilliant. We were able to feature Shia LaBeouf in the game from his motivational speech video on YouTube, which is issued as Creative Commons and was one of the biggest memes of 2015. In War of the Worlds, players are on a mission to free the human prisoners held captive by the next generation of Martian tripod forces. In the game, you protect the world with your Bose AR-enabled frames as your guide. You evade the Martian attack, put your meme savvy to the test, and perk up to virtual lattes as a reward for accomplishing missions. Earn a free latte for each tripod you destroy. It's a latte or death situation. It's an homage to the Orson Welles adaptation of his 1938 radio play. I was inspired by how radio was once the emerging tech that Welles exploited to create literal fake news. And I was captivated by the opportunity to bring this classic into the present using this new technology. So you didn't have to have the earbuds in and you didn't have to have your phone in your face. You just had the glasses on. Yeah, it was great. I really loved the sunglasses. Mm -hmm. The speakers were embedded on the stem of the glasses and directed the sound just to you. I could tap the sides of the glasses to accept calls or swipe to advance songs when I was playing music from my phone. It sounds like when people have these dreams about the future, you're like precognitive dream about COVID and having virtual lattes with your friends because there's these invaders that have come and you can't. (laughs) It's definitely a game for our times. I've always wanted to work with War of the Worlds. I liked this idea of taking something that was science fiction and future forward in the past and bringing that and making it relevant to today. Mm -hmm. So it was really a nice 
combination of an old classic story that everybody knows Mm. and then combining it with new technology that no one's ever tried. And I really like that you are a leader in the way that you bring people together. And I love the artwork on the, the game too is really beautiful and the whole concept is really innovative the way all the different elements that you put together thanks yes gonna miss it (laughs) i was really lucky that i got to work with lead unity developer chris matola sound designer and dj katie gutierrez and artist and illustrator sasha mensakova sasha had such a great eye we really spoke the same language around the feel and the look of the story she treated it with the right amount of love and respect that you would with a title like war of the worlds and katie in her quirky sound effects and Mm -hmm. the podcast voiceover and she plays a latte goddess we had so much fun with it and you did the asmr right or should i say i did you did the asmr right (laughs) right We had an intro where I read the first couple of paragraphs of War of the Worlds, and I did that in an ASMR whisper voice. War of the Worlds had over a thousand installs on the Google Play Store. And after this VR project that we're working on, I was going to get back to creating the version for iOS. Mm-hmm. And then COVID. That's right. But a few weeks ago, developers got notification that Bose AR is sunsetting the SDK and that we need to remove the audio AR features from our games, which essentially means that we need to remove the game from the store. Wow. It's sad to see that they weren't able to make this come together because the ability to have a hands-free augmented experience where I can use gesture control to activate a phone call or apps or anything. I mean, it was really great. Again, like if Mm -hmm. you're driving or if you're riding a bike or if you're running or any kind of outdoor activity where you don't necessarily want something in your ears and you want to be aware, you want to have a spatial awareness. A lot of the audio AR is beneficial when you combine it with map API technology so that you can map things and have little audio markers around regional locations that are activated when you go by the marker. I feel certain it's going to pop up in the future. It can't go away like that. They just have to reinvent it or something, rework it. I've been inspired by audio first experiences and between Apple adding spatial audio to their AirPods and High Fidelity's new web-based spatial audio platform, I'm optimistic about the future of spatial audio and how creators can use it to innovate storytelling. You should get to the point where anyone else would quit, and you're not going to stop there. No, what are you waiting for? Do it! Just do it! That brings us to the good news about High Fidelity. Right. They never closed. They pivoted from social VR for consumers to enterprise meeting platform and then to an audio format. They're using a spatialized audio for up to 150 people with no download required. So it's all run over the web. We tried to test it out. I created an account. You created an account. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't get mine active. I, I, got, I got to get in there and like make my little avatar, which is just like a picture of my face that gets to be moved around. And it's 
pretty interesting, like a little topographical looking architecture, like of you're inside of a house kind of thing. It has different rooms and then it has like a pool outside and probably like a DJ area. So probably when there's more people invited to the space, it would be more exciting to have conversations, you know, go and sit on different couches and talk to people. Talk to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Just talk. Okay. I'm going to lay on this couch and talk to myself. Yeah. I think once you get yours up and running, we can test it out some more. I'm looking forward to seeing what those really like. I'll include the link in the show notes to a YouTube video of Kemp Bai, host of Voices of VR podcast, testing High Fidelity's new web-based spatial audio meeting platform. We want to give a community shout out and congratulations to Elia Silak on the launch of Queer Skins, A Love Story. It's a Peabody award-winning, emotionally charged experience that launched in May on the Oculus Store for Rift and Rift S. Be sure to check it out on the Oculus Store. And now for Dev Mode Recap. I was able to take a very cool photo with my new Displayland app of my front yard, capturing all of the great palm trees and newly cleared garden area that I'm creating in my real life. I'm creating a space for a dome and I took a photo, which I was able to put into Unity and working on getting it to be in the headset. I'm capturing it. I'm getting that thing into your headset. Squeeze really, yeah, just squeeze, squeeze, squeeze squeeze it in there. So squeeze all that information in my brain and then it goes in my headset. I want to congratulate you, Melanie, on creating your first test build from Unity. Congratulations. Thank you very much. I appreciate that, Ceciliana. I really uh, wouldn't be able to do it without you. No, you wouldn't. You really, really would not. And even with my help, we couldn't get it actually onto the release channel. One of the main things I wanted to accomplish in the lab session at this point is getting a basic asset into a Unity scene and then taking that scene and publishing it to the release channel. One of the things I wish that someone had told me when I first started developing was to make sure that I can upload the file onto a test channel before I start to polish. That's right. Before you put all the energy and work into the project, that you can actually know that it can get up to the platform. What did you think? I'd have to say that each of the components of this process have been exciting for me. And I think this part is a little bit frustrating because I can only imagine if I'd spent a ton of work, you know, getting all my little parts together and then mixing different platform ideas. That's, you know, like the display land asset in there, plus maybe tilt brush asset into the unity and then doing something with that. So if I had spent more time, you know, just putting everything in and then having the trouble that we're having, which is interesting to troubleshoot that and not know where, you know, that have to have more places that it could have gone wrong to troubleshoot would be really like, oh no. (laughs) Cause right now I'm like, well, I could just start over. I could just re-import the photo and just a little bit more simple restart, but I'm really excited each step of the way. It's been interesting. And I'm really glad that we are using the display land photogrammetry image as my first start. Cause it's exciting. I've got the inner world and my outer world kind of matching each other. So it's a good, it's a good thing. One thing that's exciting to watch is you got inspired by this one idea and it took you in a new direction. Mm -hmm. As a beginner, 
I'm going to make this one scene and I'm going to use tilt brush as the tool. And halfway through, you've had a chance to explore a lot of different platforms. We talk about a lot of different tools that are available. And you ask the question, is there a way that I can scan my garden and bring it into Unity? Mm -hmm. And I said, there's a mobile app for that. It's called Displayland. (laughs) And it's by Ubiquity 6. It's available on iOS or Android, and you can take from your phone a volumetric capture and you can look at it on your phone, but then you can also bring that 3D asset or that mesh. It's a 3D mesh, OBJ, and you download the link from your phone. And then what I did was I emailed it to myself, unzipped the file and opened it in Unity. You dragged the OBJ file into your asset file. Yes. Melanie got the build to work. Well, two things. There's two problems now. We have two bugs. One is it works just on one eye. Mm -hmm. So you can only see through one eye. And we did put in the VR camera. You start a scene, there's already a main camera there. But for the VR piece, you need to add the OVR camera, which is the Oculus VR camera. But that still gave you a monoscopic view. So we have to fix that bug. And then the app ID wasn't working. So we couldn't upload the file to the release channel. That's right. So we are stuck once again. And on top of it, there's a Mercury retrograde. (laughs) I think that's hilarious. It's really challenging to do this remotely. You're doing a screen share. There's so many little buttons and drop downs and things and places to go. It's like, yeah. Makes it even harder. You're doing really well, honestly. Yeah. So we're still working on it. And I'm going to, I was feeling like I wanted to redo it all the way, but I'm going to go through it meticulously on my own. And in the next couple of days, kind of get it straightened out. I'm sure we'll figure it out. I'm sure we'll figure it out. Well, what's funny is a bunch of people have already figured it out, right? <laughs> like, yeah. This is what is the, the amazing part is that you're struggling to figure out why your app ID doesn't work. And you look around and you see all these people have published their games. They figured it out. <laughs> I just have to go to the forums that they went to to get the solutions. <laughs> It's a double-edged sword because if you've never published a game or if you've never worked with a game engine or you've never coded anything, you just don't know what you don't know. (laughs) So it's hard enough that it's a new platform, but if it's not your wheelhouse, as they say, diving into something like this is, in a lot of ways, I think, a wonderful fool's errand. (laughs) Because there's so many places where you're just like, why... Am I spending my afternoon looking at this forum? Do you not get that feeling? I do. It's like, I I love your attitude. And it always helps me to think, well, she's been through this and she's still laughing. So, hey, I I can do it. (laughs) There is this sort of getting used to being uncomfortable with what you don't know. Mm -hmm. It's the, well, and it actually is very much a mirror for the times that we're in because we don't know how long this virus is going to happen to take hold of our lives and put us on pause and how our projects and our ideas and collaboration are going to be more and more online. And VR has been the perfect solution in a lot of ways, probably for bigger businesses. And I've been looking at other platform educational conferences and yeah, different ways people are talking about this is a pivotal time for businesses to really step up and use VR. The beauty of these projects and learning new technology is that along the road, you're going to see and encounter things that you didn't know were available. 
and they start to open up the possibilities. And I was really happy and impressed by watching you embrace the idea of like, okay, I've just downloaded this app and Mm -hmm. you figured out how to get it into Unity. And with little to no experience, even it was relatively simple, Mm -hmm. right? Like that did work. And the other milestone was that you were able to get the file to build. So on what I like to call the console of doom, Mm -hmm. which is where you get all of your debugging messages, you could see that build succeeded. And there are so many times when the build doesn't succeed. So I was really happy for you that pretty much on your first try, that build worked and you can open it and you can see it in your headset. Mm -hmm. It's just that only one eye is available. And I can't manipulate it. Yeah. You can't get in there and do stuff, walk around. Well, it's not interactive yet, but those are all the things that you have to implement. The physics, the collisions, the gravity, the rendering. I mean, there's so many different rabbit holes that you can go down and you're trying to do everything as one person. It's it's a lot. So congratulations on getting that Unity project to, to build. Thank you. And keep on developing. What do you have on rotation for this week? This week for me? I decided I wanted to focus on the feminine energy and working with the idea of not letting this pandemic get to me like and get into myself. I start off with Erica Badu and I go to this other woman that I actually met her. She's from Switzerland. She was here touring the U.S. and she happened to pop into the Ivy Room, which was a bar, well, is a bar in um, Albany that features local bands and and really great great music there her name is ishantu and she's got a song called lose it so i'm definitely going with the theme of the names of the songs you know hello lose it and then i have annie lennox who i love don't let it bring you down classic classic song and there's a song from 1983 from a band that i really loved called freaky executives which is a super local berkeley band my friends piero and scotty and i've got a few more around surprise the audience with, but it's it's looking pretty good. So what's up for you on the Gamma this week? This week on the Gamma, I'm still working on the playlist, but there's sure to be a few tracks from Boots Riley and The Coup, the Sorry to Bother You soundtrack. Isn't he working on a new project called I'm a Virgo? Have you heard of that? It's like a new TV series he's working on, and it's about like a 13-foot tall black man who lives in Oakland. I see that here. I'm kind of bringing up some headlines. He announces new TV series Mm -hmm. starring Jarell Jerome, a dark, absurd, hilarious, and important new show. And it seems like he's always in the moment of like, you know, the poignant moment where, you know, bringing attention to the issues of our time. He's a revolutionary. Revolutionary. He is a revolutionary. Did you see Sorry to Bother You? I did. I love that. I love that movie. You got to see it again. Yeah. I would love to see it in 3D. Equal sapiens (laughs) out. <laughs> out. Thanks for joining us on Zero to Start. Subscribe and listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and our YouTube channel, where you'll also find our quarantine playlists, elements, and the gamma. Be sure to catch the show notes for the reference links to this episode. Thanks to our partners, Berkeley Community Media, Quirkly and ARVR Women Allies. Until next time, happy installing. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Some people dream of success while you're going to wake up and work hard at it. Nothing is impossible. Just do it.